Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. health authorities are scrambling to retrace the steps of a cleaner who has tested positive to a new COVID strain from the UK, while an emergency national cabinet meeting will discuss how to keep that highly contagious variant out of Australia. Let's go live now to our reporters, first to Brittany Lane in Brisbane. Now, Brittany, the workers spent days in the community while infectious. Well, that's right, and that's why everyone here in Brisbane today is on high alert after the cleaner tested positive to a mutant strain of COVID-19, which has emerged from the UK uh, and is considered up to 70% more contagious. Now, the woman in her 20s had her first shift here at the Hotel Grand Chancellor on January 2nd. However, she didn't develop symptoms uh, until two days ago where she got tested the same day, meaning she was in the community for five days infection. Now, during that time, she visited suburbs like Algister, Calamavale, the city and Sunnybank Hills with a full list of locations on our Facebook page. Now, this is the first time this UK strain of COVID uh, has been reported as a community transition case and it's why Queensland Health is taking this extremely seriously. They've now locked down hospitals, aged care facilities and disability centres across Brisbane, not wanting to take any risks and we should be hearing from the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk very soon. All right, terrific. Thank you. Political reporter Taylor Aitken is in Canberra. Now, Taylor, how is National Cabinet likely to respond to this new UK strain? Good morning, Mon. Well, National Cabinet will convene at 10am this morning to discuss potentially strengthening the COVID-19 protocols for returning travellers. It is understood that masks could be made mandatory for overseas travellers for both domestic and international flights and passengers from the UK forced to undergo rapid testing. Also on the agenda today, the vaccine rollout plan after the schedule was brought forward to mid-February. Under that plan, 80,000 people a week would be vaccinated with quarantine and border workers, frontline health staff among the first in line. Next would be adults aged over 70 with Indigenous Australians over 55 and adults with medical conditions. Next would be older Australians followed by the rest of the adult population with children the last to be vaccinated. The government looking to overseas examples to help guide Australia's vaccine rollout strategy. 
We're talking to, uh, to uh, Israel today, actually, uh, some very senior officials for, from there today because they've been one of the key standout countries about getting large numbers of vaccines out to their population. Now, the vaccinations would be free and would be administered from thousands of vaccination centres that will be set up right across the country. Mon? OK, now to Amber Laidler in Sydney. And Amber, the COVID threat on the northern beaches isn't over yet. Good morning, Mon. Yes, after almost three weeks in lockdown and just two days away from a possible easing of restrictions, the northern zone of the northern beaches has been dealt a major blow with a new mystery case emerging in Avalon. This case is a man in his 40s who's actually spent time in isolation being cleared but has now sparked these new alerts for the Woolworths and the Chemist Warehouse in Avalon. You can find all of the details on the Sunrise website. This case will be included in today's numbers. Yesterday, New South Wales only cases were returned travellers and the state government is now focusing on our uh, hotel quarantine program, uh, zeroing in on that as a weak spot in our defence against COVID-19. In December, there were four leaks in just three weeks. One was a city hotel cleaner infected by an American flight crew here at the Novotel Darling Harbour. A ground transport driver caught COVID after an airport pickup. The Avalon RSL outbreak is linked to a case in hotel quarantine and a patient transport driver carrying an infected return traveller sparked the Barala outbreak. The constant breaches has, uh, have prompted our state government to start testing all international flight crew from next week and by the end of February, all hotel quarantine staff will be tested every day, Mon. OK, Nathan Templeton is in Melbourne and Nathan, there's been a massive testing blitz to get on top of the outbreak there. Yeah, Mon, it's been an encouraging response from Victorians. Almost 200,000 this year alone have come forward for testing. Uh, and yesterday's numbers were very impressive. 33,000 tests with no new cases. But that blitz has put some strain on the system. Dorovich pathology, which processes about a quarter of the state's swabs, had an IT glitch yesterday, meaning that uh, thousands of people who were waiting on negative results didn't get them. Uh, so they've been forced to isolate for longer than and what was necessary. Also this morning there is a new public exposure site, that's the Zara store at Chadston Shopping Centre. A positive case went there on Boxing Day but despite these concerns uh, there is hope that the border to New South Wales is going to be open sooner than we expected, hopefully as early as next week which would be excellent news, particularly those for those Victorians who have been stranded since that New Year chaos. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Alright team thank you all so much. Well, Australia's COVID-19 vaccine rollout is being brought forward with the government aiming to have 4 million Aussies immunised by the end of March. Now, the plan would see quarantine and border workers vaccinated first, followed by frontline health workers, then people living and working in aged care and disability care. The Prime Minister says the initial target is to vaccinate 80,000 people a week beginning mid to late February. This will, of course, remain conditional on a number of important factors. Most importantly, uh, that final TGA approval and uh, the delivery of the vaccine from our suppliers. Most people will get their vaccination, which will be free from either their GP or a Commonwealth Respiratory Clinic. 
For more, we're joined now by Jane Holton from the COVID-19 Coordination Commission. Uh, Jane, uh, fascinating to talk to you. Thanks for being with us. You've also chaired the World Health Organisation Board uh, and you are as well placed as anyone to really understand, I think, the challenges of this vaccine rollout. H how prepared is Australia? Do you think four million vaccinations by the end of March is doable, is feasible? Look, it's a huge job, um, but I'm actually really confident that our health system is going to rise to this challenge. I think, as the Prime Minister said yesterday, we've got two phases here, the first of which will be the Pfizer vaccine, which I think most people now know needs really cold chain. So that's a, a particular challenge. But then using our general practice network and our great, a great reach through that network, I think we can get there, but it's a very big job. Uh, a very big job indeed. Uh, Jane, depending on your perspective, um, some Australians will criticise what they might call a slow rollout. The flip side of that really is that Australia has had the relative luxury of watching it roll out in other countries. What will we have learned and will that benefit us? Well, certainly being able to see uh, the challenges other countries have had in rollout, but also to actually be confident through our regulator that the vaccines are safe and good to go. Those are the things that I think we've been prioritising. So, I mean, the risk here at the moment, of course, is not the same as if you're in the United States, where they've had over 350,000 people die. Um, so we're doing this in an orderly fashion. We do need to speed up the rollout now, though I think people are, are keen to get access to vaccine, and that's what the government's doing. Yeah, well, one of the reasons um, that highlights just how important it is for this to be rolled out is what we're seeing play out right now in Brisbane, Jane. It's been confirmed that the latest case in Brisbane is really what we have been fearing here in Australia, and that is this contagious UK strain. Um, how worried are you about this? Because we know if this gets out, it is extraordinarily difficult to control. Look, I am worried about this, and I think everybody who's connected to uh, healthcare in this country is worried about it. We're watching what's going on in the UK, and it's now not just in the UK, it's a whole series of other places. Uh, so what we have to make sure is that our quarantine system is as tightly managed as it can be. Um, the good news is I think that uh, this particular worker was identified very quickly after she actually uh, manifested the, the virus. In, in this case, she had symptoms, but mm. she was being tested regularly. That's great because it means she won't have actually had the opportunity to spread it very far. And contact tracing in Brisbane is, is really good. So we can be confident, I think, there. But it does mean we have to manage these systems really, really tightly and carefully. Jane, just super quickly, will the vaccine stop this uh, mutant strain? Well, we're pretty confident uh, internationally that the vaccines that are currently under development should continue to be effective against this strain, together with other variants that we're seeing. Um, now, we do know viruses are sneaky mm. uh, and they continue to mutate. But at the moment, we're confident that the vaccines uh, being used internationally and that we will get access to will be effective. Pretty confident we'll have to do for now, I think. Uh, Jane Holton from the COVID-19 Coordination Commission, you're doing a wonderful job. Thanks for being with us here at Sunrise. Pleasure. Here's Nat. The government is aiming to have 4 million Australians vaccinated against COVID-19 by the end of March. Joining us with more is Chief Medical Officer Professor Paul Kelly from Canberra. Morning to you. Now let's start with the phases Morning, of Nat. the immunisation. Talk us through these priority groups. 
And so it's very important that we get to uh, people that are at the highest risk of being exposed to the virus right now in Australia uh, and those that are more likely to get severe disease. So when you think about that, who are, who are the people at most risk? I'd say it's people working on our borders, in our quarantine system uh, and so forth. So the people that are directly exposed to people coming from overseas. We have a global pandemic going on and that's, that's a, a priority. But also our healthcare workers, our aged care workers, our disability care workers uh, are, are likely to be exposed or uh, risk uh, passing the, the, uh, straight, the uh, virus on to people that might get more severe disease. Our elderly, people with chronic disease, uh, some disabled people. Uh, so they're our absolute priority, those two broad groups. Uh, Professor, isn't it a wonderful thing to be talking about potentially having four million Australians vaccinated by the end of March? I mean, if you looked back to a year ago, we would have taken yeah. that and then some. Uh, what have we learnt from watching the rollout in, in other countries? Is Australia well prepared? Uh, we are really well prepared. We've had that advantage, uh, unlike uh, the US, the UK, so many other countries uh, that are really grappling with an enormous pandemic right now. I think yesterday uh, was the second highest uh, uh, death toll in the world uh, since the start of the pandemic. Uh, we've seen overwhelmed uh, hospitals and so forth all around the world, as well as many, many thousands of cases every day uh, and unfortunately people dying. Uh, in Australia, that's a very different picture. That's given us the ability to wait until we get full approval from our regulator, the TGA, uh, and to be absolutely certain about safety. That's the number one priority. Uh, but also to learn from other countries about that vaccination rollout. And we absolutely are. We're talking to, uh, to uh, Israel today, actually, uh, some very senior officials for, from there today because they've been one of the key standout countries about getting large numbers of vaccines out to their population. OK, will it work on this UK strain? Uh, yes, there's, there's at, uh, absolutely it will. Uh, there's certainly no uh, evidence at the moment that the new UK strain or the one from South Africa uh, uh, and any other strains at the moment uh, are resistant in any way to the vaccine. Of course, we'll, it, that's an emerging science and we'll be watching that very closely. The UK strain is definitely more transmissible. It's able to be, uh, to be passed from one person to the other more effectively uh, than previous strains. Uh, but there's no evidence that it causes more severe disease and there's no evidence that it interferes with the vaccine at this stage. That is wonderful news, Professor. Uh, good luck with the rollout. Thank you for joining us this morning. Let's go live to the Queensland Premier. Our Queenslanders uh, to listen to and together we can get through this because our number one goal is to keep Queenslanders safe. So uh, overnight we have had nine positive cases of COVID, but they are in hotel quarantine and more than 13,000 tests. And I really want to thank people who've come out uh, in their thousands to get tested, but we still want more people to get tested. We want to see higher testing rates, uh, especially in those uh, areas we outlined yesterday. Uh, today, um, we are going to be making a very significant announcement and we are doing this to keep Queenslanders safe. Uh, we know that this UK strain is highly infectious. It is 70% more infectious and we are going to go hard and we are going to go early 
uh, to do everything we can to stop the spread of this virus. It is incredibly contagious. I have been briefed extensively by Dr Young. I have accepted Dr Young's strong recommendations and we'll be taking the follow following actions. Uh, Greater Brisbane will be entering a three-day lockdown. That will be Metro North, Metro South, West Morton. So let me go through the council areas to make it very clear for everybody. The areas that will be declared Greater Brisbane will be the council areas of Brisbane, Logan, Ipswich, Morton, and Redlands. From 6 p.m. tonight, Friday, to 6 p.m. Monday, all residents living in those areas will be required to stay at home. Think of it as a long weekend at home. Uh, we need to do this. I've accepted the strong advice from Dr Young. If we do not do this now, it could end up being a 30-day lockdown. So we will do a very strong three-day lockdown uh, in those areas. Uh, you will be allowed to uh, go outside for uh, those four essential reasons that we did back in March. So they are uh, to go to uh, essential work. Um, if you can work from home, please do that, but it is coming into a weekend, so that is good news. Uh, you can leave home if you are providing health care or support for a vulnerable person, or you can uh, leave home for essential shopping, but within your local area. Uh, and the fourth reason is to exercise in your local neighbourhood. Um, I know this is going to be tough on businesses over the next few days, but I'm thinking about uh, your long-term futures as well. So it is incredibly important that we take these strong measures. Now, the other thing we'll be doing, which we haven't had to do uh, before, and once again, I'm taking the strong recommendations of Dr Young, and we will be mandating masks in those uh, areas if you are leaving home. So if you are leaving home, you are leaving your place of residence from 6 p.m. Friday to 6 p.m. Monday, and you are living in those council areas again, let me say them again, Brisbane, Logan, Ipswich, Morton and Redlands, you must wear a mask. There are plenty of masks out there um, if you are a child, <coughs> excuse me, under 12, you do not have to wear a mask. <coughs> so Dr Young, <coughs> excuse me, will go into a bit more detail about that. So we are doing this to make sure that we keep Queenslanders safe. These are tough, strong measures. Um, like I said, this is incredibly uh, infectious. We are going into National Cabinet. I've just advised all of my colleagues that we are declaring that Greater Brisbane area a hotspot, and I'm also asking uh, my colleagues uh, from other jurisdictions to also declare uh, Greater Brisbane a hotspot until we get through this together. Uh, I'll hand over to Dr Young, but if you are in uh, Brisbane, in those, sorry, in those Greater Brisbane areas, and you may have planned a vacation um, over this weekend, I'm so sorry, but you will not be able to go. Uh, you will have to reschedule until Tuesday. Um, so please, everybody, let's be in this together. Uh, let's 
stay at home, look at it as a long weekend at home with your family and friends. You are allowed uh, two visitors to your home. Uh, once again, we did that back in March and April, if that is uh, required, other than your household members, but that would be um, for specific purposes, such as um, supporting someone. Uh, so look, I'll hand over to Dr Young. Uh, we are advising um, all the hospitality industry at the moment. Uh, we are advising businesses. It is uh, going to be tough on everyone for these three days, but I think everybody in uh, Queensland, especially in that Greater Brisbane area, knows that what we are seeing in the UK at the moment and other places around the world is high rates of infection from this particular strain, and we do not want to see that happening here in our great state, and that is why we are taking those strong actions today. So I'll hand over to Dr Young and then to the Health Minister. The Police Commissioner and the, and the State Disaster Coordinator have also been involved extensively in the planning around this. I know people are going to have a lot of questions. We prepared some Q&As to actually put up as well so people can look to the website as well. There has been a lot of work that has been done around the clock to make sure that uh, this is ready for today. And we'll also put that uh, map up as well for people. Uh, I understand a lot of people are also on holidays at the moment too. So if you are on holidays, we need people to be listening to the media, listening to your radio, and also to listen or look through your social media as well. So please get this message out, tell your friends, tell your neighbours. It's incredibly important during this time if we are going to stop the spread of this infectious strain, this UK strain, we must act immediately, we must act strongly, and we have taken those strong measures today. I'll hand over to Dr Young. Thank you very much, Premier. Well, I am confident that Queenslanders can respond to this threat as we've been responding since January last year. So we have been facing this pandemic since January, 12 months, and we have managed it extremely effectively every single time because Queenslanders have listened. And I need people in Greater Brisbane to listen today. So those are the people in Moreton Bay Regional Council, Brisbane City, Redland City, Logan City, and Ipswich City. It is critical because I believe if we can get on top of this today, we will be able to manage it and we will not need to go back through that lockdown period that we had to go through in March and April. We can do this quickly and rapidly. So yesterday, we learnt at 4pm yesterday that that um, cleaner who'd worked at the Grand Chancellor had the new, strain, the new variant of of COVID-19 that's been circulating in the UK. We know that that strain is 70% more infectious and we know the extreme difficulty that the UK has had in controlling the, their outbreak due to that strain. So we need to act really, really fast. We need to find every single case now. We need to find every person who might have had contact with that lady now 
find them and get them into quarantine. And that's what we've got to do over the next three days. And I have absolute confidence that we'll do that. Until we've found all those people, we can't relax. And it's important we do it immediately. And we know because people have been very mobile recently, it's actually hard to find people. So I need people to be at home so we can contact trace them, so we can get them to go into quarantine in their home for 14 days so we can test them and quarantine them and test them again. That's absolutely critical. Then we know this particular variant can spread very rapidly if it gets hold. So my hope is that it hasn't got hold. This um, woman has been exceptionally helpful with us, telling us exactly where she's been. So we're following up. So yesterday I gave you those sites of concern. I'm going to go through them again because they're so important. Anyone who's been to any of those sites needs to immediately come forward and get tested. So if they've been at the Altandi station um, on the 2nd of January, Roma Street Station, the 2nd of January, Central Station, 2nd of January. They're important. So we are um, contacting people that we're able to find, but if you know you've been there, come forward, particularly if you've got any symptoms at all. Then Coles, Sunnybank Hills on the 5th of January and Woolworths Callumvale North on the 3rd of January and the Nextra Sunnybank Hills News Agent on the 5th of January. So all of those venues were put out yesterday on our website. They're really important. The good thing is that um, this lady hasn't been to any restaurants or cafes and when we know they are such a critical area for spread, so that's really good news. And we know people have already started responding. Over 13,000 tests done yesterday, which is exceptional. So we need to continue doing all that testing. And anyone in that greater Brisbane area, it's critical that you come forward with any symptoms at all and get tested. That is really important at this time. Now, so those restrictions have been put in place for three days. So we can find the people who've possibly come into contact with this woman isolate them, quarantine them, manage them, and where we've not been able to find people, they'll be at home and we'll be able to work out what our risks are over the next three days. So that means we did it all in March. Everyone, I think, knows what they're doing and did it very effectively. We're just asking you to do it again, hopefully only for the three days. So that's to stay home, except for those four reasons. So, of course, if you need to go to work, you're an essential worker, you can't work from home. Remembering we're going into a long weekend, a weekend, and maybe Monday could just be extended and people work from home on Monday. So that's the first thing. Or if you need to access healthcare, of course, leave home to access healthcare. Then secondly, to buy any um, essentials, food and so forth, there is absolutely no issue. All our shops are fully stocked. There will be nothing stopping that happen. There is no need to go and buy up big. If you've got enough at home for the next three days, just stay home and wait till next week to do your shopping. Then. If there are any vulnerable people that you would normally provide care for, of course, go and provide care for those people. Remembering, as back in March, they're at higher risk. So if you don't need to, 
don't go and visit your elderly grandmother. We last night put in place restrictions for our most vulnerable um, venues, so aged care, disability accommodation services, um, prisons and hospitals. So all of those closed down last night and visitors aren't allowed. So we've already done that work. If you normally provide care to a vulnerable person, think through what the risks are there. You don't want your elderly relatives to end up getting this strain of this variant of the virus. So um, then the last one, exercise. It is important to exercise. Of course it is. But please do so in your local area and do it in your family group or at most with one other person. Again, stay local and protect your family and yourselves at this time. We don't want this to spread. Then the other restrictions that everyone's very familiar with um, have also come in. So we're limiting funerals to 20 people, weddings to 10 people. This is just for the next three days. Um, we're asking people not to go to any non-essential businesses such as hairdressers, nail salons, etc., cinemas, gyms, all of those sporting um, activities over the weekend, organised community sport, all of that is just on hold. We just need to take a pause for the next three days and just see what this single case means. Now, we have all seen other states and indeed ourselves deal with other cases and we've allowed things to continue. And that has taken us then weeks to get on top of it. But we got on top of it. I'm really concerned that if we were to have cases from this very, very contagious, infectious virus, that we wouldn't be able to get on top of it. So that's why we have to bring this in fast, rather than be able to wait and see what the extent of the spread is. Because once it's spread, it would be too late to act. It would be very difficult, as we've seen in the UK. So as of 6pm today, we're asking people to essentially stay home. Have a weekend with your family in your own home. That's important. If you have to go out though, I'm asking everyone because we have plenty of supplies and we have checked. I'm asking everyone if when you walk out your front door, put a mask on. That's another barrier to this virus, and that is important. So please, today, if you don't have masks, I know most people do because we've been messaging for some time now the importance of masks. If you don't have masks, please go and buy a box. They're readily available at many, many different places. That's important, but even better, just stay at home and you won't need a mask. Thank you. Thank you. We know Queenslanders can respond when we need to. We have been doing this for the last 12 months. We need Queenslanders to step up again and work with us. We know this is going to be tough, particularly on businesses, but better we do this for three days and get this under control than spend weeks or months in uh, strict restrictions. We do have to be preventative because we know that the level of infection is very high in this particular variant. We have to act differently to what we had before. Any delay could see significant, if not catastrophic, 
catastrophic results. Now, this is not hypothetical. We're seeing this playing out in the United Kingdom right now. The United Kingdom has had 2.8 million cases since the start of COVID. 2.8 million cases. 1.1 million of those cases have been in the last month. That means 38% of all of the positive cases in the United Kingdom have occurred only in the last month, and that is because of this new variant. We are now seeing this new UK variant spreading throughout elsewhere in the world, including Europe and the United States, and now here in Australia. If we wait, if we waited until Monday afternoon in three days' time, we don't want to be standing here saying, if only. Because if we have multiple cases by that stage, it is highly likely that we would struggle to get it under control. We cannot take that risk. We cannot risk people's lives and the economy because it would do far greater damage to have long-term restrictions in Queensland than a three-day three day shutdown of just the greater Brisbane area. We're all ask, also asking people, not just those who are residing or staying in the greater Brisbane area, in the local government areas that have been announced today, to remain at home for the next three days. If you have been to the greater Brisbane area since the 2nd of January, but you are now elsewhere in the state, we are asking that you also stay where you are for three days. You isolate yourself for those three days. So if you're a local resident, but you've gone off holidaying in Gold Coast or Sunshine Coast or Cairns, please stay where you are for three days and do not move around your area. Uh, if you are um, someone who has been travelling through, again, we ask that you take this advice and you remain isolated for the next three days. Of course, if you are anywhere in Queensland or you are interstate and you have been in Greater Brisbane area since the 2nd of January and you have any symptoms whatsoever, we ask for you to come out and be tested. We have clinics open across Queensland, particularly in the Greater Brisbane area. We have longer hours established for our public clinics and also our private providers are opening over the weekend and will have longer hours. And many of those private providers do not need a referral from your GP. So check on the websites of the private providers or you can check on the Queensland COVID website and you'll be able to find both public and private providers and see whether they require a referral and also what hours they're operating. I also want to acknowledge the Queensland Ambulance Service who overnight uh, maintained the Eight Mile Plains Clinic for us. We have had that operating over the last 24 hours. And after 10.30 last night, over 200 people got tested. Uh, there was a, a small surge, uh, but it was certainly managed very well. And that clinic remains open and will remain open uh, for the next 24 hours as well. And of course, clinics will be open over the weekend and the next three days for anyone who needs to be tested. So please, you have any symptoms whatsoever, we do ask that you come out and you get tested. We want to thank businesses for working with us uh, and for the people of Queensland, and particularly Greater Brisbane, uh, for stepping up and working with us to contain this virus. We want to make sure that it doesn't leave anyone's homes if anyone is positive and we're able to ensure that there is not broad community transmission. As the Premier and the Chief Health Officer has already said, if you do need to leave home, if it's for work, 
if it's to go to the shops, if it's to go to look after a vulnerable person, if it's to go to get medicines or to the doctors, wear a mask. Even if you're out exercising, wear a mask. There are masks in our supermarkets, in our chemists, uh, in lots of shops all through uh, Brisbane. You don't need to buy multiple boxes. We're not asking people to race out and hoard the boxes of masks. Just take what you need. One box will be plenty. We're talking three days. So please, if you haven't got a mask, get your mask. The Queensland Police will be out and checking people to ensure there is compliance uh, in the community. But we know that Queenslanders will step up and do the right thing. You've been doing that for 12 months. Now is more important than ever and we need everyone to work with us. So again, those local government areas, Moreton Bay Regional Council, Brisbane City Council, Ipswich City Council, Logan City Council and Redland City Council. Please, from 6pm this evening till 6pm on Monday, stay home unless it's essential reasons to leave your home and let's all work together and be united to get COVID under control and to keep our community safe. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is an extremely critical time. I would ask that everyone takes the next three days very, very seriously. It is important that we all do our bit to comply with the new restrictions. And as has been indicated many times this morning, that we prevent the spread of this new strain. It is, as you've heard, 70% more contagious than what we have seen before. In working together, Queenslanders have done an excellent job in the last 12 months in preventing the spread of COVID. And it is now very important that we remain vigilant and adhere to the new restrictions from the Chief Health Officer. The Queensland Police Service will be putting additional resources to this over the next three days, from general duties to our specialist police, including the public safety response team, water police, mounted unit, railway squad, the general duties from the various districts, our tactical crime squads, our shop fronts, and the list goes on. We will be conducting additional patrols, random intercepts, and making sure that everyone is complying with the directives. As always, we will continue to use communication, compassion, and ultimately, though, if there is blatant disregard of the directives, we will be ensuring compliance. And that may be, and I know Queenslanders have done this extraordinarily well, so please work with us, but they may be even issuing fines, as you know, and even more seriously than that, even being charged. We have done this before, and I know that we can do it again. We have done it exceptionally well. And I ask your cooperation in dealing with this situation over the next three days. Thank you. Okay, huge news for Queensland there. The Premier announcing a three-day lockdown for Greater Brisbane. That starts at 6pm tonight till 6pm Monday. Masks mandatory. She's named those five areas. Brisbane, Logan, Ipswich, Moreton and Redlands. Uh, this is incredible because of that UK strain that has hit Brisbane. It is in the community because of that cleanup. Nine positive cases in hotel quarantine, 13,000 tests. Crucially, no community transmission yet. Let's mm. hope it stays that way. But they say you can do it, Queensland. Um, if you do this, it will save a harder lockdown. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Well, let's get more on this unfolding situation in Brisbane. We're joined now by Sunrise GP, Dr Ginny Mansberg. Uh, morning to you. Hello. So we've got this three-day lockdown in Greater Brisbane. Starts 6pm tonight. How yeah. effective will that be against this highly infectious UK strain? Well, hopefully really effective because we don't know how many other cases there are out there circulating in Brisbane at the moment. Now, we hope there's none others. And it's amazing how many... Queensland has stepped up for testing yesterday and hopefully we'll get even more today. But until we get them all tested, we just don't know. And if everybody who's out there, we think that 50% of people who catch coronavirus have got it from somebody with no symptoms whatsoever. So that for so long as it's circulating in the community, it becomes exponential and more and more and more people get it. And now's the time to do this. They're, they're absolutely right. Fascinating. So the, the, the situation we have is that this woman, this cleaner, was out and about in the community for five days while she was infectious. So that, that is obviously in and itself very alarming. But uh, authorities there seem reasonably confident that a three-day lockdown will do the job. It, it's, hard to, it's hard to know that, isn't it, when you don't know yet whether there has been any community transmission? I think that's just the start of it. Let's see what happens after that. Because we all know that if you come back through quarantine, you have to quarantine for 14 days because that's the amount of time that it takes until you're not contagious anymore. So theoretically, if she was only out a few days ago spreading the virus, it would be another 14 days from then until the, the last people who could have caught it from her would, would actually show up a positive that's result. That's everyone that's come into contact with, with her, her as opposed yeah. to Greater Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. So three days is not enough to guarantee that it hasn't escaped into the community, no. But it's certainly enough to at least get their bearings on what we're dealing with here. So Jeanette Young, the Chief Health Officer, is saying, please do what you're told. Yeah. Stay home for three days and we, we could avoid an outbreak. Do you think they're just trying to stem it or do you think there really will be a longer lockdown in Brisbane? I think we have to wait and see. I think if there are more numbers that become positive in the next few days, I think we can expect a longer lockdown. Mm. Yeah. I think it's tough to answer that question until we know yeah. exactly how she got it. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, Anastasia Palaszczuk has admitted herself that there's an investigation still underway. So we don't know how it got out of, you know, into the Avalon cluster. I mean, yeah. I think for so long as we are bringing in people with coronavirus mm. into this country, we cannot guarantee that it's not circulating in the community. We're doing everything that we can, everything that we know works. And as we work out a breach, like the transport workers, we, you know, plug that hole. But we just don't have any way to guarantee that it will never, ever 
get out of this, get out into the community unless we literally close the borders full stop and we can't do that. No, and a lot of people, I mean, we are going to now test, you know, international travellers before they get on the plane. We're testing the flight crew in some states. Maybe that needs to be more. But some people are saying, why are we bringing them into the cities? Why, why have we got hotels in major cities with international travellers like myself sitting there? I mean, people are... But the regions are probably not as well equipped to the hospitals in the regions to deal with an outbreak there too. So either way, you're going I, to I don't, I don't mean dump them in regional areas, but like we were saying, you know, uh, in the top end, you know, they've had those uh, sort have of... a lot of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people out there who are very vulnerable. I mean, there's no yeah. good answer, okay. is there? I think as long as we've got our procedures, and it's worked, it's worked so well. Brisbane's gone, Queensland's gone four months without one case yeah. in the community. They've done it really well. New South Wales has done it really well. There's just no foolproof strategy. Okay. This is why we need the vaccine. It is. As quickly as we can conceivably get it. And get as many people taking it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. Thank Thanks. you.